Well, last week uh, we looked at the story of Jesus heading out into the wilderness. Remember first he, had, uh, he was baptized in the Jordan River by John and, and the Spirit descends upon him. It's like this mountaintop experience. And then boom, right after that, uh, the Holy Spirit just leads him out into the wilderness. And while he's out there, he gets tempted. And it's a crazy story that you can go from the mountaintop to the wilderness, but that's the way life is. In fact, God gives us the mountaintop to prepare us for the wilderness because God's going to lead us into the wilderness as, as well. And God will lead us into the wilderness because that is quite often where those people are that really feel as if they're in the darkness. And they are in the darkness apart from God. And God wants us, <clears throat> excuse me, God wants us to be light in their darkness and point the way. Now, the devil doesn't want us to be light in the darkness. And so the devil is going to tempt us just as the devil tempted Jesus. So it can be daunting. Uh, we're tempted to be less than what God wants us to be. But remember what we looked at last week in Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. So we need to remember this if we're going to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And also remember last week, uh, it was one of the uh, bulletin points on the back of your, your bulletin, when God sends us into the wilderness, God offers us protection. And that's what I want to look at starting today, this protection. What does it look like? Do all we have to do is just sit back because God's going to protect us? No. No, that's not all we need to do. We need to trust God. And uh, what is trusting God and how do we prepare? How do we prepare to be sent out into the wilderness? I'm glad you asked because today is part one of three parts of wilderness survival. That's what we're going to prepare for. Anybody ready? Anybody? Yeah, all right, let's go, let's go. Well, it's not really that kind of wilderness survival. Uh, but before we read about Jesus in the wilderness, I want to ask you some questions. Noah, can someone call themselves a drummer if they've never played the drums? Probably not. Probably not. No, that, that wouldn't be prudent. All right. Um, you do some photography, don't you? little bit. Can someone call themselves a photographer if they don't know how to use a camera? No, that, that's silly. Of course not. Uh, can someone call themselves an athlete if they don't even exercise? No. A bowler? Is that what you said? Okay, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, you know where I'm going with this, or maybe you don't. I got one more question. Can you literally and seriously and honestly call yourself a Christian if you don't know what the Bible says? See, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I trust Jesus. But they don't really know what the Bible says. And so, um, is reading Scripture, is the study of Scripture, is being familiar with Scripture essential to being a Christian? Absolutely. 
Absolutely it's essential, and I want to teach you why it's essential. Because Scripture matters to Jesus. Scriptures matter to Jesus. And remember, I, you are going to become intimately and, and just so familiar with this passage of Scripture before this year is over. It's the second part of 1 John four seventeen. Say it with me. In this world, we are like Jesus. Y'all aren't sold on this verse yet. Say it again. In this world, we are like Jesus. And Scripture was important and is important to Jesus. And since it's important to Jesus, it should be important to us. Jesus often quoted from the Jewish Scriptures. We call them the Old Testament. But it was important to Him. Alright, well let's move into the story of Jesus in the wilderness. We go to Matthew 4.1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written. So what did he mean when he said, It is written? He's quoting Scripture. Because Scripture is important to Jesus. So he's going to quote Scripture. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's from the book of Deuteronomy. So every word that comes from the mouth of God, God speaks to us through the Bible. And when we find ourselves in the wilderness of life, we need the wilderness survival tool that we call the Word of God, we call it the Bible, we call it Scripture, you call it the good book, you can call it a lot of things, you know what I'm talking about. But the thing of it is, if we wait until we find ourselves in the wilderness to start going to the Scriptures, we're going to be way behind. We're not going to be prepared. In fact, in fact, the key to wilderness survival is to be prepared for the journey. Is to be prepared for the journey. Now, in my former life or in my career before being a pastor, uh, I had training in wilderness survival. And i got to tell you, you know, you see these TV shows where they just drop people out in the middle of nowhere with no preparation? Nah, that, that, that's not real, okay? You've got to be prepared. Now, Proper preparation is vital, and the thing of it is, is that for each of us, we can prepare for the wilderness in the same way, even though we might go out into different wildernesses. Your wilderness might be at work, it might be with a friend, it might be with a family member, it might be with somebody you don't even know, but the Lord is leading you there, it might be a situation. We have different wildernesses, but we can prepare in the same way. So, today I'm going to give you four wilderness survival tips. And the first one is this. To prepare for the wilderness, we must hear the Word of God. We must hear the Word of God. And that, that's the easy one. That's the reason it's step one. Uh, this is the way that we prepare for the wilderness, but we're really preparing for life. Uh, Paul wrote in Romans, he said, faith comes from hearing. If we're going to go out into the wilderness, we've got to have some faith. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. So hearing the Word of God, hearing Scripture is important. 
And it's one of the reasons why we gather here as a church family week after week. Hearing the Word of God through song or or through Scripture or through the sermon can help us know better how to apply the Word of God to our lives out there. And hearing the Word of God is easy. Hearing the Word of God is easy. All you got to do is stay awake and pay attention. And I'm really glad that most of you here have stayed awake so far. Okay, good, good. But I want to encourage you to listen to the Word of God and listen to the Word of God often. Uh, Not just on Sunday morning. My Bible studies are online. Uh, There are other teachers, Bible teachers and Bible preachers out there. Just make sure that what you're listening to is solid. And I'm going to teach you this morning how to find out if they're solid or not. Here at Wesley, we have a number of Sunday school classes. They meet between our services. Uh, We have a lot of other small groups that meet here in Bible studies. Uh, Monday evening, we have one. Tuesday morning, we have one. Um, Wednesday morning, we have one. Wednesday evening, we have one. Thursday evenings, we have one. Several. And, And there are more that I don't even know about. So there are plenty of opportunities to hear the Word of God. All right, once you get that down, you're starting to get prepared. It's time to take the next step. The second wilderness survival tip to prepare for the wilderness, we must read the Word of God. We must read it. And this moves us beyond being a listener. Now we are engaging the Word one-on-one. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, All Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. And that's what we're doing. We're preparing by being equipped for the wilderness of life. So if you are a disciple of Jesus, if you call yourself a Christian, and you are able then you should be reading the Bible. And and the reason we should is because sometimes the Bible just doesn't say what we think it says. It does. A lot of people think the Bible says certain things and, and it's not there. Have you ever heard, love the sinner, hate the sin? That's not in the Bible. Now, Granted, it might be biblically based on biblical principles, but it's not in the Bible. St. Augustine said that around the 4th century. How about this one? God helps those who help themselves. Not only is that not in the Bible, the Bible teaches us that the opposite is true. In fact, you are helpless against sin. You're helpless. And God helps us who cannot help ourselves. That is what's in the Bible. It's in the book of Romans. And so, none of of those two are really going to ruin your Christian life. My point is simply that many times, we don't really know what the Bible says. And many times, there are things in the Bible that we don't have a clue that it's there. For example, I've had several people tell me that they have never seen this verse before, before last week. And that is 1 John 4, 17, in this There we go. In this world, we are like Jesus. I've had people that have been Christian for a long time, so they never saw that verse before. 
How can that be? How can it be? And we call ourselves Christian. And I dare say there's a, a lot of other verses like that one that many Christians are unfamiliar with. Many of us have multiple copies of the Bible in our homes. How many of y'all have multiple copies of the Bible in your home? Yeah. Uh, there was a study a couple of years ago that suggested that the number of Bibles in a Christian's home is more often than not greater than the number of times they read from the Bible in a month. Do you hear that? You got more Bibles in your house than the times you read from the Bible in one month. Wow, that's horrible. How many of y'all have a smartphone? How many of y'all are smart enough to use a smartphone? That's the question, yeah. Okay, okay. So if you have a smartphone, you have access to every translation of the Bible that you would ever want to read. In, in any language. And you have Bible study tools on there as well. So I encourage you. I encourage you to read the Bible. So, we got to listen to it. we got to read it. Here comes the third wilderness survival tip. To prepare for the wilderness, we must study. Study the Word of God. And I want to suggest to you that you study the Word of God more than just in a Bible study. And one place that, uh, that I want you all to study the Bible is after church, after the sermon. I want you to study the Bible after I preach. Let me, let me read you a, a passage of Scripture. It's from Acts 17. Um, the Apostle Paul is on a missionary trip. Let's pick it up in Acts 17.10. When they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. You see, that's where a lot of people stop. They listen eagerly to some preacher's message and say, that sounds really good, I'm going to listen to this preacher from now on, I'm going to do what this preacher says. But look what happened. They searched the scriptures day after day, to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. There's a lot of good communicators out there. There's a lot of good communicators out there that don't preach the truth. But it sounds good. And a lot of people fall into the trap of falling them and being misguided because they didn't search the Scriptures to see if it was true. In our Sunday evening Bible study, that's what we've been looking at in, in the letters of, of Peter and of John. These people were just following different people that could preach really good and they sounded sharp. But John, you know what John called them? Antichrist. In 1 John and 2 John, he calls them the Antichrist because they weren't preaching the true method. By the way, how many times is the word Antichrist in the book of Revelation? It's not. Just thought I'd throw that out. That's a teaser for the study of Revelation that's coming up. Anyway, so, so these people, look at this. They, they, they search the Scriptures day after day, see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. As a result, many Jews believe, as did many of the prominent Greek women and men. So this is really important. The good folks of, of Berea didn't accept this teaching, this new teaching from this preacher. They went and studied the Bible themselves. 
And this is the reason every single Sunday that I preach, every scripture that I have on the screen is right here. Go it, Now look, I'm not saying be skeptical of everything I'm saying, but if I say something and you're like, mm, I'm not so sure about that, go check it out. Oops. Go check it out. Oh, just check it out. <laughs> Too many papers up here. So study the Word of God. Uh, and, and really, I would I, I encourage you to, to read more than a short devotional. And short devotionals are great, and I get a couple in my email every day. And uh, they lead to great conversations. I've even been known to borrow some of them in my, you know, sermons. I had a, a professor in seminary that says all work and no plagiarism makes for some pretty dull preaching. But anyway. No, I'm just joking. Anyway, uh, but really, more than just a couple of verses. Uh, last year, I used to say I've written commentaries on almost every book of the Bible. This year, I can say I have written commentaries on every single book of the Bible. It's taken me over 25 years to do it. I'm not selling them. I'm giving them away. You can have them. They're yours. Let, just send me your email address and I'll send you whatever book. Right, right, Donna? Donna's always asking for some and I appreciate that and a couple of others as well. Um, so study the Word of God. Now Chris and I, if you don't want to read one of the commentaries that I've written, we'll point you in the direction of some great commentaries uh, ones that, that he and I use on a daily basis. And so study the Bible. And this leads to the last wilderness survival tip for today. To prepare for the wilderness, we must memorize the Word of God. And this really, this is where a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians will make those first three steps. They'll listen, they'll read, they'll even study. But then it gets to memorization and and, and it's, oh man, I just, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. But, but I want you to notice something about memorizing Scripture. In the New Testament, a lot of people quote Scripture. Did you know that? In the New Testament, Jesus quotes Scripture a lot of times. And not once, not once in the entire New Testament did anybody say, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 42, it said, No, they never quote the chapter and verse. Not once. And see, a lot of Christians think if I memorize scripture, I got to know exactly where it came from. And I get confused because I don't know if that came from Paul's letter to the Corinthians or if that came from the book of Romans. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You, the Bible had no chapter and verses until 1560. And so for 1,560 years, Christians were memorizing Scripture and never chapter and verse. And i got to tell you, God doesn't care one bit if you know what book it comes from. But He cares greatly that it's in your mind and it's in your memory. And that when you are in the wilderness and you're faced with something, the Holy Spirit can say, remember, it says somewhere in the Bible, and then you go there. So really, uh, don't, don't let this chapter and verse stuff... Now, that's great if you can. It's a, it's, a, it's a great study tool. But don't let that hold you up. Just get familiar with it and study it. Psalm 119. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Well, you're not going to stray if you're reading them. 
I have hidden your word in my heart. That means they're in my mind. I've memorized them. I've memorized them. That I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. So when our lips read Scripture, we can recount Scripture. We'll grow in our faith. The Word of God will become active in our lives. And the Word of God will encourage us and comfort us and lead us and advise us. And that's our goal this year as we look simply at Jesus. So hear it. Read it. Study it. Memorize it. And if you do that, then the words of this psalm will come true in your life. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we give you thanks for your presence and your grace, and we also give you thanks for your enduring word. It's your gift to us. They are the words of life. They are the words that will strengthen our relationships, our marriages, our families, our workplaces, our community. They are the words that can heal our world. So Lord, I pray for those gathered here and those watching this morning that if they haven't started, that they would listen to the Word. And if they haven't started, that they would read the Word. And if they haven't started, they would study the Word. And if they hadn't started, they would memorize your Word. Thank you, Lord, for your Word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.